Signs all around remind us that the world can be a hard place. I want to offer something soft. Not therapy, not meditation, although those are important. I'm talking about a simple message of hope. In the face of confusion, anger, chaos, meanness, and way too much pain, I want to offer a reminder that all is not lost. There are good people everywhere. You can expect good to prevail even in the most difficult times. Good wins. Airplanes fly safely in all kinds of weather. A skilled pilot can land a plane in total darkness because she has the right tools for the job. One of those is a compass. A compass is an instrument that points you in the right path that will lead to your destination. A good compass works well. It's not infallible, but you can rely on it. You have one, too. Sometimes known as your still small voice, it's related to your conscience. Your compass can do more than point you south, west, east, or north. Your compass can lead you through challenging times. It can help you make sense of conflicting information and make the best decisions possible. When you face multiple choices or conflicting opinions, your compass discerns the best way forward. The title of my message today is Trust Your Compass. As I mentioned, you have an inner compass. Everyone does. Your conscience is a moral compass. It tells you whether your decision is in line with your values and beliefs. Should I steal this car? Should I knowingly tell a lie? Each of us is born with a still, small voice that is our friend, protector, and guide. It helps us navigate our way through right and wrong, good or bad, left or right. It helps us make decisions and choose the best decisions. Our inner voice tells us when we've done the right thing or when we've made a bad choice. I stole a pack of gum when I was young. I didn't need it, I could have paid for it, but I felt challenged to take it. A lot of the cool kids, or who I thought were cool at the time, were stealing. I wanted to find out what all the excitement was about, if I could actually do it. I remember like it was yesterday riding my bicycle to the grocery store. I was nervous, scared of getting caught. That was my still small voice, the one I chose to ignore. I went inside, found the candy aisle, and floated around for what seemed like a long time. After making sure nobody was watching, I stuffed the gum in my pocket. 
No person was watching. I never got caught. But my inner voice was watching. For some reason, I couldn't enjoy that gum. The thrill wasn't as great as I thought it would be. I didn't enjoy the stealing, getting away with something, or even the taste of it. I threw away the rest of the pack, and have never stolen anything since. When I've listened to it, that voice has kept me out of a lot of trouble. Like a muscle, it requires exercise and use to operate at its best. The trick is to identify your inner voice, then listen to it. Let it guide you. You may not always like the answer, but if you're honest with yourself, it's probably the best answer, the one that will take you highest, keep you safest, and help you live your best life. Some people think they don't have one. Let me assure you, you do. Maybe you've gotten out of the habit of listening. That's easy to do. It's also easy to get back in. Your inner voice can help you make other decisions, too. Have you ever been at a fork in the road, either an actual road or maybe faced two equally good choices, but one seems to stand out for no good reason? That's your compass. Your still, small voice helping you make the best decision. Finding and listening to your compass takes effort, but you will receive a payback in return. My mother's father was always grampy to me. At the time of this story, he was 91 and in the hospital with cancer. I called my mom and asked when she was going up to see him. She wasn't sure. She had some errands to do and would get to the hospital when she could. So I went to cheer him up, to show him I loved him, to spend time together. When I arrived, we didn't talk at all. In fact, he couldn't talk. He appeared to be asleep, but was agitated. It seemed hard for him to breathe. His breaths were not evenly spaced. My mind told me to leave. There was no reason for me to stay. What could I do? Then a small voice within me told me to sit down. Just pull up a chair and be there. I sat for a while. A nurse came in and asked if there was anything I needed. She tended to him briefly, then left. I thought again of leaving, but decided to stay. His breathing changed again. The nurse came in, felt his pulse, and checked his blood pressure. I sensed that she knew exactly what was happening. I feared that I did, too. She held his hand as he eventually lay completely still. Turning toward me, she gave me a slight nod. Neither of us had said a word. I felt frozen to my chair as I processed what had just happened. Eventually, my mom showed up. I felt many emotions at once. I was angry, thinking, where have you been? Don't you know what I was going through? I was also sorry for her. She had just lost her father. Unlike me, she probably wanted to be with him and wasn't. At his funeral a few days later, 
One of my uncles told me how lucky it was for me to have been there. Lucky? It was difficult, awful, and I told him. I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to see what I saw. I've never forgotten his reply. He told me that one day I would see it as an honor to be with my grandfather when he died. Today I am certain of two things. My still small voice has tremendous power when I listen to it. Second, good winds. During the loss and in my grief afterwards, I felt pain, emptiness, and sorrow, all bad. I saw nothing good come out of his death. I lost my grandpa. How could that be good? My uncle was right. I can see now that I was fortunate, chosen even, to be with Grampy in his final moments. I remember the day as if it was yesterday. I remember the room, the nurse, the sound of his breathing. Time has softened the rough edges and the scary places. I now appreciate that I was there. He wasn't alone because of me. His dying helped me to grow up, to mature. And best of all, I feel a bond with Grampy that is special and mine alone. I'm glad today that I listened to my compass. I could not have known that my grandfather was actually minutes from dying. Part of me said so clearly that there was no reason to stay. But something quieter, something inside me, told me to sit back down. I would have missed something important if I hadn't listened and obeyed. I took away two additional and related messages. First, what appears bad today, difficult to endure, and what you don't want to do, can one day be a blessing, a benefit. We cannot know how the puzzle pieces of our lives fit together until they do. Don't be too quick to judge your experiences. One day you may see the silver lining in something that at the time seems hopeless, helpless, and without value. Second, the place of that loss opened another door for me I could never have predicted. Years later, I would go to work for that hospital. I saw firsthand how they cared for patients and family members like me. That experience gave me credibility when I would talk to others. That bad experience, and I now have the word bad in quotation marks, turned out to provide dividends I could not have imagined. Good continues to win. Our compass can guide us in stressful situations. It can also help us make sense of constant, competing, or contradictory information. We once needed to look for news. We would go to the television or radio, turn it on, and tune into a channel at a particular time of day. We now live in a time when information surrounds us. Each of us carries at least one screen. We are rarely without it. Headlines, stories, and articles are sent to us in a never-ending stream, whether we ask for it or not. Add to that the blogs, posts, videos from cell cameras and social media, 
The result becomes chatter, incessant talking, noise. How can you make sense of so much information? If you'll allow me to go back to my airplane analogy, I think that story will help bring it all together. The pilot of an airplane is responsible for everyone's safety. He or she must rely on dependable information to keep the plane flying safely and arrive at the proper destination. A plane may take off in warm, calm, sunny conditions and encounter just the opposite mid-flight. It may fly into a blistering lightning storm. Rain limits visibility. Flashes of lightning are jarring, disorienting. Competing sounds of thunder, crew voices, radio voices, instruments beeping, the constant roar of the engines. Too much to process. Pilots are trained to select only that which is important. Eliminate the rest. When the stakes are high, the pilot's job isn't to make sense of all the information. They are trained to select which information is most important and focus only on that. They eliminate the noise, the chatter, the lightning, rain, darkness, thunder. Remove the noise in your life to reveal your still small voice. This is what will help you land your plane safely. The loud, fast pace of today isn't normal. What is natural is peace and quiet. But this isn't where we spend most of our time. How can it be? As I said just a minute ago, noise follows and surrounds us. Quiet is the true normal, but noise is the normal of today's busy lifestyle. It may take some practice to learn how to listen to and trust our still small voice. Your small voice is easily drowned out by the noise, but you can find it if you know how to listen. You can trust your compass to lead you even when you're in a thunderstorm of stress and information overload. Your compass can help find the best message, the best next step, or the right answer in a sea of competing sounds. It can also help you when you receive conflicting information. How often we receive signals and messages that appear to oppose each other. One person says this, another says that, completely opposite about the same subject. Each of us is going somewhere. Often we don't know the way. We rely on others to guide us. With so much information about everything, it's no wonder that sources don't always agree. Your compass has a built-in connection to your conscience to help you determine right from wrong. It also connects to a part of your brain that processes logic and facts, and another part that remembers your vast storehouse of past experiences. In a split second, your compass checks in with all these sources and provides you with a single message. Go forward. Don't go forward. Turn left. Go right. Better wait. You're not ready to take the next step. It would take hours to write down all the data your compass processes in a flash, even if you could. The point is, 
Your compass does this for you. Your compass can sort through conflicting information and provide you a single and simple answer to help you determine what to do. The best part of all is that you can trust what your little voice is saying. Deep inside, you just know that you know. It feels right. Here's the point. Today, we need to navigate through many sources of information, thousands of messages a day, often at odds with one another. Instead of having too little information, we often have too much. Each of us has a compass that acts like a sophisticated computer. It processes thousands of pieces of data and comes out with a simple, straightforward answer, custom-made just for you. May I speak to you from my heart? The world today is noisy and loud. It can be hard to find what's real with so many distractions. Too many options, too many choices. We sometimes let opportunities pass by because we can't tell the good ones from the ones that are dangerous. You have been given a remarkable gift, a still, small voice. It may be easier to hear what's loud, but the softer voice is more important. It is extremely polite. It won't try to be louder than the noise. It won't compete with the outside world. You need to listen for it. Separate the message that speaks to you from the crowd that yells at you. You may need to work for it, but you will be rewarded. You will get the guidance you seek, the answers you need, when you listen carefully. You are more powerful than you know. You have tools you're not aware of. You have an instrument inside you that will always steer you in the right way, toward what is good, toward the best writing of your story. Like any tool, the more you use it, you become more comfortable and proficient. You will develop it to higher and higher effectiveness and strength. Others have listened to their compass with remarkable results. You're no different. You can do the same thing. What often separates them is their acceptance of the message. They second guess less than the rest of us. Like finding your small voice, you can learn to trust it too. Your still small voice is accurate. It won't steer you wrong. You don't need someone else to confirm what you know is right. You don't need to check in with an influencer, see what everyone else is doing, or listen to what the crowd says. Trust your compass and move in that direction. If it turns out that you need to make a slight change, you will know when it's time to do that too. You'll know when the message is pure, accurate, and true, when it resonates with both your head and your heart. You will have an inner feeling of confidence. You will know that you know. I offer these words of encouragement to you as an invitation. 
you decide whether to let them in. You decide whether to believe for good, for a future, for whatever is missing in your life. I sincerely wish you all the best.